Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I talk a little SmackDown Live, continue our Raw reunion recap, and welcome the sons of a pro wrestling legend to the show who are heating up right now in MLW. On SmackDown this week, Kofi Kingston chose his opponent for SummerSlam, someone he has a lot of history with in Randy Orton. Bully and I discussed why their segment on SmackDown was the perfect example of how to use a legend to get someone else over. Everyone is still talking about Raw Reunion from Monday, especially Stone Cold Steve Austin's closing out of the show. But Bully Ray tells you why it's not just a blessing, but also a curse. Plus, they are the sons of a pro wrestling legend and currently one of the hottest tag teams on the independent circuit and have just signed with MLW. We speak with Marshall and Ross, the Von Erics, on today's show. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Now, we mentioned before, Bully, about the WWE Championship and Kofi Kingston looking for a challenger. Well, he called out Randy Orton last night and I love what they did in that segment too because they did something that they don't do a lot in the WWE and that's go back and they went back over 10 years Kofi Kingston talking about that match he had on Monday Night Raw with Randy Orton at a sold out Madison Square Garden by the way the two shows are on sale now for Raw and SmackDown when the WWE comes to town in September still tickets available but they did that in front of a sold out crowd and that how after that match, everyone, myself included, because I remember coming on the air saying that was going to be the start of the Kofi Kingston push, and it just didn't happen. But now here we are 10 years later, Kofi Kingston's your champion, and then Randy Orton saying, you know what? I did hold you back because I didn't think you deserved it then, and I don't think you deserve it now. Really good verbiage between Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton last night. I would love to be able to ask somebody in charge there why 11, a year, 11 years ago when we saw that match and they aired the footage last night, why did they pump the brakes on Kofi Kingston then? What didn't they believe in then? What did Kofi do wrong then? And I don't think Kofi did anything wrong then. I think it's just circumstantial and sometimes that happens in the WWE. But 11 years ago, he was ready, or at least he felt ready. He performed as if he was ready, but obviously they didn't see it. 
You know what? So what? We're getting it now. He's a more mature Kofi Kingston. He's a smarter worker, and he's got a lot of seasoning under his belt now. The part that I liked best about the promo last night was Randy's brutal honesty. And this is the version of Randy Orton that I like the best. The version that can stand there and just slay you with facts and honesty. I didn't need a fake Jamaican accent. I didn't need to throw pancakes around. And I didn't need to shake my ass. All I needed to do was be Randy Orton. Man, if that doesn't stop you dead in your tracks and make you go, wow, he's right. And when Randy said that last night with the conviction he said it with and how he looked right through Kofi when he said it, I was a believer. And I thought to myself, damn, Kofi, you're in for a fight. Yeah, and and this is a fight that I want to see. I've been saying I would love to have seen Kofi Kingston go up against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I would have loved that if we would have had Brock Lesnar cash in on Kofi instead of Seth Rollins. But you know what? This is not a bad consolation prize for me as a fan because you're mixing in history, and I love the dynamic between Randy and Kofi because Kofi is the guy that danced. Kofi had some bad gimmicks. Kofi's now the guy that wants to make everyone happy and throw out pancakes. It's great, and it works, and it works with the audience, and he has his legions of fans. Randy Orton is just Randy Orton. Randy Orton is just you know one of the best wrestlers in the world. And doesn't get a lot of attention because there isn't a lot of gimmicks around Randy Orton. He's just great at what he does. And Randy Orton is so perfect on the microphone. And the chemistry between the two is great. This is the same thing as we said about Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler. Why did we like Shawn Michaels? Because that was a brutally honest Shawn Michaels and it was a serious Shawn Michaels. That was the same thing with Kofi Kingston. We weren't getting a smile in Kofi Kingston that's throwing out pancakes to the crowd. We're getting a Kofi Kingston that believes in himself, thought he did not get the opportunity when he should, and he was serious last night on SmackDown. And Kofi was actually smiling when Randy was cutting that promo. But I don't think he was laughing at Randy Orton. I think he was laughing and smiling because he knew Randy was right. Is there anything that Randy said that wasn't factual and accurate? No. Has Randy Orton ever had to be anything but Randy Orton? No, he's he's just Randy Orton. This is a wrestling ring, and I'm the best wrestler that's ever stepped foot in this wrestling ring. And at the end of the promo, Dave, who challenged who? I mean, it went from Kofi challenging Randy because he needs that respect and he feels he needs somebody like that in the ring at SummerSlam. But by the end of it, it was Randy challenging Kofi Kingston. I got the, the I got the impression that when Kofi took off that championship and he raised it, it was Kofi saying, "I need to wrestle you to beat you." Kofi laid down the challenge. He did, and but you know what, Randy Orton, and this is the beauty of Randy Orton by his words and by his promo. It they're challenging each other here because Randy Orton needs to get back to that place where he was before and Kofi Kingston as he said before he wants to be known as the best 
Well, how do you do that? By who you're in the ring with. And who's better than Randy Orton when it comes to what he does best? He needs this match at SummerSlam. He needs to beat Randy Orton. He needs to prove that to himself because this isn't just a storyline that started a couple of weeks ago in the build to SummerSlam. This is a decade in the making. That's why this is such a beautiful story for a pay-per-view like SummerSlam. And I love the simplicity of the storyline. And finally, I'm getting a storyline that truly revolves around the wrestling match. Normally, the storylines sometimes don't even need a wrestling match to, to end. This one is all about me being the better wrestler versus you being the better wrestler. Kofi, I need to beat you to return the Orton name to prominence, and it's synonymous with the World Heavyweight Champion, but Kofi knows dead well I need to beat Randy Orton if anybody ever wants to truly take me seriously. It is a great, simple story that relies on a match. And I want to see a wrestling match between these two. I'm buying a ticket for a wrestling match. I'm not buying a ticket for a spot fest. I'm buying a ticket for a wrestling match. And that's what I loved about the promo. And I guarantee you, when we're at SummerSlam and we're watching that match, Bully, you're going to get just like what we saw at WrestleMania 35 for Kofi Kingston. You're going to see all the fans in attendance emotionally invested in that match and emotionally invested in Kofi Kingston. This is not just a match, but it, this is perfect and simplistic face versus heel. You know definitively who's the heel and you know definitively who's the face in this situation. Who do you think in their own mind needs to win more? Orton to get back the championship or Kofi to prove to himself and the fans that he can beat Randy Orton. It's Kofi Kingston. Because, yes, Randy Orton wants to get point, but, you know, Randy Orton doesn't have anything to prove. He's been there, done that. If he loses that match at SummerSlam, he's Teflon. I don't think anyone's going to look at Randy Orton different. But if Kofi Kingston loses that match at SummerSlam, then it's just what Randy Orton said. It was a fluke. It was a nice story. But this is not really what a WWE champion should be. And leading into SummerSlam, I would like them every week to put Kofi in situations where Randy just outsmarts him, out-wrestles him, hits him with the cutter. I would love to see a little bit of doubt in Kofi Kingston leading into SummerSlam where he's going, man, I don't know if I can beat this guy. And maybe Xavier and Big E have to, you know, talk him up. Maybe to see some doubt, which one of the Rocky movies was it where Rocky was showed that self-doubt? Where he said, wasn't it against Clubber Lang? Where he's like, Rocky he's, too he's too strong. I can't keep him off me. He's too strong. He's too strong. Maybe that's the position they need to put Kofi in so he can really battle from underneath. I love it. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. I went to bed with a smile on my face because of that last eight minutes of Monday Night Raw and Stone Cold Steve Austin. What he was able to do, man, it, 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 gave, it gave me chills. But at the same time, it reminded you of a different era and kind of reminded, reminded you of what you're not getting now. 
kind of a blessing and a curse, huh, Bully? Uh, that's what'd you do? Read my Twitter? Because that's exactly what I put on there about Austin. Blessing and a curse. I compared it to rock and roll. Who's the next Van Halen? Who's the next Kiss? Who's the next Metallica? Who's the next ACDC? Who's the next Steve? Who's the next Rock? Who's the next Hogan? Who's the next Cena? And so people are going, oh, well, we don't want the next Steve. We want the first somebody. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I want the first Seth Rollins. I want the first Roman Reigns. I want the first uh, Charlotte. I want the first Becky. But I also want them to attain the level of superstardom that Steve did. And is it in the four of them or the five or whoever we're talking about? Sure, it's in them. It's just will the WWE let it happen? When I see John Cena and Steve Austin getting the definitive biggest reactions of the night and, and superstars from, from today not getting those same reactions. Listen, when everybody yells, burn it down, it's more about yelling in unison than cheering for Seth. You understand that, right, Dave? Yeah. Absolutely, because when Seth was handed the microphone on Monday, you actually got boos from the crowd. Think about what you just said. Seth was handed a microphone and people started to boo. Remember how we talked about, you know, uh, with Roman, it all had to start somewhere? Yeah. All the Roman hate had to start somewhere. And you talked about this little sect of fans that were Roman haters and it grew and grew and grew. It all has to start somewhere. Is it happening with Seth? I don't know, but we know what we heard. We heard the man handed a microphone, and we heard people booing. My question is, why? Well, and this is the question for me, Bully, because it's a tough one to answer. Now, we you talked a lot about on Monday that you wanted to see somebody kind of get the rub from a returning legend, and it makes sense, and we didn't really get a lot of that on Monday. But I think... Seth was kind of given the opportunity on Monday. I think they handed the ball to Seth and he fumbled it. Now, let me ask you. First of all, two segments, neither one was great, and he was awful, awful on the microphone in that Miz TV segment on Monday. But is that Seth's fault? Is that creative's fault? I mean, that segment with Seth Rollins on Miz TV on Monday was cringeworthy. I mean cringeworthy. It did nothing for Seth. It did nothing for Brock. It did nothing for the match that's going to take place at SummerSlam. Whose fault is that? I mean, do you think it was Seth's idea to go out there and make fun of Brock Lesnar the way he did? I I would say no. Okay. So we know where it's coming from. Um, Whether you enjoyed the execution or not is uh, those are your feelings. I'm kind of on the same side with you. I didn't think it did much for him. And the part that I would have liked to have seen happen was at the end of the segment with DX and the NWO. It's okay to have Seth standing in the ring with all those guys. That's kind of cool. I didn't like what happened to the club. They, they were the fodder for that, and I don't know why they needed to be. They could have gotten something out of it. I'm not even sure that they got the rub from being in the ring with all no. those guys. But you know what should have happened at the end when they handed Seth the microphone? They should have said, we're going to let Seth do the honors, right? Mm-hmm. And that's where Seth should have said, guys, I get it. 
And I appreciate it. And I appreciate you handing me the microphone to hit your tagline. You got two words, but Seth Rollins has three words. And that's when Seth should have said, burn it down. Shouldn't have hit the suck it. The suck it is somebody else's. Yeah. You don't need to say suck it. You invented burn it down. You get the crowd to say burn it down. And then the veterans and the icons look at him and they give him the thumbs up like, yeah, man, you didn't need to ride our coattails in this moment. We're jumping on your coattails. That's how Seth could have took the segment back over and he could have got the fans on his side. Tell me what you think about that. I love it. I love it because, again, doesn't that harken back to what we saw yesterday with Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler? Shawn Michaels didn't make that a showcase for himself or a nostalgia trip. What he did is he used his influence and what he's been able to accomplish to get somebody up to that next level. And like we said, we're looking at Dolph Ziggler in a completely different way now. So the main, the main concern there is, I mean, if you look at it, Steve getting these monster reactions still, and Seth starting to get a spattering of booze. I'm not telling you that I think he deserves it. I'm not telling you that I think it's going to continue to happen. I'm just acknowledging the fact that it did happen. If you want to start a fire, Dave, what do you need first? You need, you need, you need a match. You need a spark. Yes. And that could have been the spark. Fans five years ago, out who out, or however long it was, what was it, 2015 Royal Rumble? Fans didn't like Roman rubbing up against The Rock. They felt it was forced. Maybe they felt it was forced the other night also. It was. Or maybe, you know what, Bully, maybe it's the other end. They rather see the returning legend say those words than the up-and-coming superstar that should be your main eventer and is your main eventer at SummerSlam this year. And there were a couple of things that did not work that night. I'll tell you what, one of the things that sticks out uh, in my mind that they could have done a lot better job with was Mark Henry. Oh, my our, gosh. Our, our very own Mark Henry. Yep. I mean, it's cool to see him there. Don't get me wrong. But what would I have done with Mark Henry if I had the pencil? Something very simple. After Braun Strowman squashed that kid, I would have hit Mark Henry's music. I would have had Mark Henry come down to the ring. I would have had Mark Henry standing face-to-face with Braun Strowman. I have the world's strongest man along with probably the strongest guy in the WWE right now. Face-to-face. Is something going to happen? What's about to go down? Create that moment of tension. Do you remember the, the scene from the movie Predator? When Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger see each other for the first time. You son of a bitch. And the way they (laughs) shake hands in that arm wrestling position, that that show of respect, but yet that show of strength. I would have liked to have seen Mark and Braun shake hands like that. Hold that arm wrestling position. Look at each other dead in the eyes. Mark gives the nod to Braun and then raises Braun's hands. Now you've got the endorsement from the world's strongest man. What a better way to give somebody the rub. That would have been a lot better to me than to just see Mark standing backstage with Mick. Mick goes to the ring and then gets killed by the Fiend. Well, what, what happened to Mark? How come he didn't come save you? Yes, we know Mark is terrified of the Fiend. But th- 
using Mark for Braun would have been a much better utilization <clears throat> of Mark Henry's Hall of Fame star power. I 100% agree. Give this man the pencil. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Joining us here in studio, the boys of Kevin Von Erich, Ross and Marshall Von Erich, now with MLW. It was huge news just a couple of months back, and they're here in the city at the Mel's Ro- Melrose Ballroom in Queens, New York. Tomorrow night, MLW Fusion TV tapings, and the Von Erichs are going to be a big Big part of that, and they join us right now here in studio. Marshall and Ross Von Eric, what's up, guys? Man, thank you so much for happy having to me. be here. Thank you for honored to be here. Thanks, guys. It's great to be able to talk to you. Ah, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having us. All right, so guys, playing stranglehold. So, I'm just wondering, were there any moments back in the day where you be with your father? This came on the radio. Like, what's the reaction? What do you feel when you hear that song? Uh, yeah, so if we're ever in traffic or whatever, yeah, he everything stops in the car and he'd crank it. Yeah, it's yeah. weird not hearing it full blast. That's the only <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because I remember the first time we ever had your dad on as a guest here. And we played that song. And you and you don't know. I mean, you know, obviously that was his, his entrance theme for years. He might be sick of hearing that song. Yeah, or, no, yeah. And and he was like he was like, I'm I'm getting goosebumps. I want to jump into the <laughs> ring right now. And it's like, all right, that's that's very, very cool. And it never grew old, yeah. <laughs> and it's a classic. But yeah. but again, wrestling fans have such a different head when it comes to, to music. Tommy Dreamer is also a host here on Busted Open. We talk about it all the time. When I hear that song, I'm not thinking of Ted Nugent. I'm not thinking of a of a concert. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. of Kevin Von Erich going to that no, ring at the Sportatorium. It, it it gets it's because you know watching him as as his kids uh, that that song pumped us up because we thought of you know dad being a superhero and doing his thing and to 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 be in that position to hear that song come on and. Now, now we're doing it, you know, it's, it really is, it really is, it just, it pumps you up, you know, this is exactly what we wanted to do, and we're doing it now. Yeah. Guys, it, it seems like a lot of the times that me and Dave talk about you guys, or when we speak with you guys, dad is always in the conversation, and obviously we always show him and your family the respect that he deserves, your family deserves, and you guys deserve, but is it time now to step away from talking about dad is it time now for you to get out of that von eric shadow of the past and start establishing your own identities and your own careers yeah actually that's exactly what i think we're we've been doing here with mlw and um we're at a point in our careers now where it's like you know it's just it's time now i think we're ready you know and we've established our our uh, characters and stuff and uh yeah we're just excited to see what the future holds 
is MLW the perfect place for you? MLW's got a buzz around it. It's hot. You know, we've talked a lot about the string of sellouts in Chicago recently for MLW. MLW Fusion's a great show on BN Sports. Do you find that that this brand is a good fit for you? Yes, I I think so because it it gives us, you know, the the freedom to kind of listen to the the crowd. Our matches aren't, you know, your... your, uh, your stereotypical matches there it's a little that brawling um you know smash mouth wrestling and a I little know, more old school style yeah say, yeah yeah and so it's 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 um it's it's just awesome that they give us the freedom to you know to to be us you yeah know? and we feel like uh we feel like mlw has been on the rise and is on the rise right now they got a great locker room tons yeah. of awesome talent so we're just happy to be a part of the company really exactly are you guys still living in hawaii are you in the states now well we're still living in hawaii yes we're, sir yeah we're, we're still in hawaii if you're going to be working a lot more in the continental United States, do you think it's time to get over here to make that travel a little easier on you? Well, yeah, that's that's what um, a lot of people are suggesting us uh, to do that, and uh, that probably would make more sense. But right now, I got a baby that's due next next month, and um, you know, my dad he is in his uh, he's in his um, later days in his life, and he's uh, he, he enjoys he here he just he he kind of needs us needs us around right now. If we we, we kind of we kind of help we we help him out a lot and so it's uh I mean just for for this this year now that we we signed with MLW we're gonna we're gonna get a little more busy now. Well, I mean that's a perfect answer. You have a child and your dad, and 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 you know you know how protective your dad has been of you guys growing up, and the fact that you're willing to endure all of that extra. Uh, travel, which which puts a tremendous wear and tear on your body for Definitely. your dad. Much respect for the both of you for that answer. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah got to keep family tight. And here you are in New York City, like I mentioned before, tomorrow night at the Melrose Ballroom in Queens, New York, at 7 p.m. Never say never. MLW Fusion TV taping that you can see each and every week on BN Sports. And you guys are here in New York City, and talking to you before you joined us, like it's been quite some time yeah. since you guys have been here in New York. Yeah, this is our first adult trip where we're not, <laughs> yeah. you know, tagging along with Dad. We're actually, you know, we're asked to come here, and so we're honored for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's been a, it's been an awesome experience. We want to get some, you know, some good pizza, some hot dogs, some of those food. We want to look at these food trucks and stuff, and. I didn't see as many yellow taxis as, as, I, as I thought I would, so I guess that's... I, th- I think he's comparing everything to Home Alone, so he's not really sure <laughs> what to expect. <laughs> All right, yeah. So I think it kind of falls somewhere in between uh, Home Alone and Escape from New York. I think that's yeah. probably... Okay, yeah, it probably go. falls in between there. And, and when it comes to pizza, guys, before you say goodbye, I think Alex and I will take you aside and tell you exactly where you need to go <laughs> to get you. some good pizza. Because you don't want to get caught in a tourist trap. You're in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. That's like being at Disney World, you know, you know, you know, there's a lot of like touristy, shiny things that you think, yeah, like good. don't, you know, this is kind of like the movie Elf. Don't, don't go like where they say best coffee in town. Don't always believe what you're reading <laughs> yeah, in yeah, New York City. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of tell you where you should go. Yeah, well, <laughs> if we're you. from Hawaii, we know where we're being worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and guys, you got to be very careful with LaGreca because he is an undercover worker. You see, he'll take you to the pizzeria and then he'll be like, well, guys, you know, I did take you to the best pizza in town. Maybe you should buy me a slice. <laughs> Fork it over. Yeah. Big worker, that LaGreca. I would, I would never do that. But if I am going to take the time out and actually, yeah, you, you know, I am a busy man. A slice of pizza actually would go pretty good down on a, on a Wednesday after the show. I get, I get really hungry. Now, I, I, it's funny because as I was proming you guys coming on the show, 
when when I talked about you, Marshall, I said, I'm wondering if he's got shoes on. Every time I see you, you don't have shoes, kind of like your dad. That's right. And then w- with Ross, it's a completely different story. Do you feel like you have different styles? You know, What are you comfortable with? Do you feel like you had to give a little tribute? Do you actually feel comfortable not wearing the boots? Do you feel comfortable wearing the boots? What's it like? For I, you I, I love I love not wearing the boots. I, I've been um, recommended by a lot of people to to put boots on, and my dad. Yeah, believe it or not, my dad didn't really. He didn't tell me not to wear boots. It was uh, I love to I love to pack light, you know. And I, I have a I can just I can travel with a backpack, and I that's that's all I need. Got my knee pads in my trunks, and I'm ready to go. But it's uh, it's also with it has to do with balance. I I, I can I kind of like feel my surroundings a little better. I, I, I'm always barefoot in Hawaii, going to grocery stores. I would go to school. It's that's you know barefoot. That's or wearing slippers or whatever. But it does. It's a. It's a. It, it helps me feel. It just feel the ring better. Feel my surroundings better. Okay. And w- and with you, Ross. Yeah. Well, I I wear the kick pads and stuff. Obviously, I do kicks and all that kind of stuff. Trained MMA, jujitsu, and stuff. So I try to incorporate a little bit of that. But I mean, I also love going barefoot. You know, in wood too. But. It'd just be kind of weird to barefoot guys out there, I think. Yeah. But I think one is plenty. So yeah, one's enough. Guys, when you when you look at the family history in and out of the ring, um, the Von Erich story is <clears throat> it's incredible, but at the end it is a bit sad, as as True. I'm sure you guys have lived. But now the story continues and it has a chance to have such a happy uh, I don't want to call it ending. Uh, the next happy chapter. Yeah. Um, the next Star Wars that we're going to see is called The Rise of Skywalker. Do you guys look at yourselves as the rise of the Von Erich family? It's funny you said that. A lot of people have uh, have 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 used that. Um, you know, compared it to two Star Wars, and um, that's that's really every every time we're in the ring, and it's I think our, our careers kind of changed when we realize you know. Who are who are uncles and grandfather and what they did and, and what they they did we knew that the name was just a just a blessing we didn't do anything to earn it it it, it was it was given to us and so uh, we fighting fighting with that name if if we're not if we're not giving it everything we have I'm not saying that in a cheesy way I really mean like you know give it yeah give it go all out every time it's 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 not honoring the family you know and so it's we really are we really. We're honored to carry this name, and it's and but it's uh it's it's yeah, and it's you know I, I feel like we do feel a little bit of that like uh, not really pressure, but just like it's time, you know, and the torch has been passed, and it's a new chapter, as you were saying. Yeah, it's a new chapter. Yeah, I was I was thinking like you know knowing you guys were coming on today and 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 watching some of your matches and and with a lot of the interviews. Obviously, people want to talk to your dad because he's a legend, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer, and then you know, and then introducing you, and and it's a blessing and a curse because more people are going to want to see you guys wrestle because of your family tradition. But at the same time, you guys are extremely talented in the ring, and you're not riding off on just that name alone because you're both extremely Thank talented. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I, I can see that being both a, a blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah, and it, exactly. Uh, yeah, but people like people say, yeah. Um, we're, you know, like the Von Erich curse or whatever, but we we would definitely say, we'd say we're blessed. I got my brother here with me, and you know we really are. This is we're shoot best friends. We 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 really are. It's we're, we're close, and 
um, that's when our wrestling careers have kind of the change is when you know it's it that's my brother and if I ever see two you know two guys on my brother I'm the the referee's not going to stop me I'm I'm going to defend my brother same way and it's it's uh, you know and so we really we're in there trying to show off in front of each other we're not thinking about lineage family and um, until after and and but when we're in there it's just I'm defending my brother you know and and the way we see it you know we're best friends we get to travel we get to do what my grandfather my dad uncles yep. did and we're just trying to make the most out of every you know city we like here we are in new york and we're just we're totally trying to just enjoy ourselves and and really just take the good from all this stuff everything yeah I and mean, we've you know the wrestling's been the only door that hasn't hasn't shut but we, we, we've we've you know we've 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 tried a lot of things and you know yeah while, while this door is open we agreed we're just going to give it all we got you know until the door closes and you know that's our mentality, and that's our promise to the, ML, the MLW fans and fan, all Von Eric fans. You, you will get, you will get the best product. We're gonna give it everything we have. What we, what we can deliver will be yeah, our best. You guys are coming up in a time and era of pro wrestling where athleticism and high spots seem to be what fans really enjoy. I would imagine MLW fans really enjoy that stuff. Kind of uh, younger guys sometimes working for the pop, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I know growing up that you have been taught character development and wrestling psychology because your family was one of the best at it. How do you combine the two? How do you use the Von Erich psychology of telling stories in a match and mesh it with what fans want to see today? Uh, Trying to really, I guess, make some sort of hybrid uh, combination of the two. You know, we we are we're aware wrestling has evolved. You know, and we're trying to change with the times. You know, but we also have an idea of what we want to portray yeah. and what we're going for. You know, to stay true to the Von Erich name. <clears throat> and so, <clears throat> sorry. And so, yeah, that's that's our mentality on that. You know, there are spots. You know, and the when you work with the people you do nowadays, like you're gonna have to do spots here and there. And so, there's no way around it. You know, but we just try to incorporate our brawling style and what we do best into that. And one thing my dad told us that uh, that, that did help was, you know, because he was telling us to, to listen to the people for a really long time, and that that was a little bit uh, it's kind of difficult in Japan. Uh, to to yeah. listen to the crowd, yeah, feel the crowd or whatever, and so and not until we started working in the states more often, and we we're like, okay, they're they're listening to the people helps, and um, but it was it was just having that safe feeling, that assurance of having spots, um, we we definitely see how that was that that felt better, and sometimes you need them and stuff, but um, it, it was it was it was it was kind of a a leap of faith to to go listen to the crowd and not 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 um not put my you know assurance in 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 spots and. And that that definitely helped a lot. It's something that I think that's when we kind of we saw ourselves develop. Like, oh man, we, maybe we maybe we could be good at this, you know. And and what was your dad's reaction when both you wanted to become wrestlers? Was he happy about it? Was he yeah. cautious? I think about it was it? like like concealed joy. You know, he that was what he wanted all along. I think you know, and yeah. and when it finally happened, he was just like so just quietly supportive you know and then he would go to our matches and there'd be like a tear in our eye just in our i mean you know really green first couple you know debut and all that and yeah you know we're all disappointed my dad's just happy as can be you know and i you know that really 
does a lot for us to see him that happy, you know. Yeah, it's he's he's um you know he's been supportive our entire lives football track whatever whatever we were doing he's been number one fan. every practice every, you know yeah. everything every track meet every football game all that stuff you know he's the best dad you know he's you he's, he's, a, he's a he's a, yeah he's a he's an even better father than he is a wrestler I I, I think so and. And um, but seeing his dedication and work ethic, my dad has you know he's he doesn't take shortcuts. He he does he does the hard thing, and and having him as a, having him as a as a, someone to look up to has has been awesome for us, awesome for our careers as well. Guys, um, you know your brothers, you love each other, you got each other's back, but being on the road, I'm sure every once in a while you can get on each other's nerves. It has to happen. <laughs> it's just human nature. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You know, Scott Steiner was the badass and the one with the uh, the, the perception uh, in, in the Steiner brothers, but Rick could kick Scott's ass. If we locked you two guys in a room, okay. who's walking out? All right, so Ross, Ross is a, he is the older brother, and so no matter what, it's, I don't know. It's just yeah, like, choose your words carefully right yeah, now. <laughs> I, I was just about to put you over, and I'm going to change it. All right, but no, but yeah, he's, he, he's being, a, being an older brother, he, he seems like he's always got the upper hand and stuff, and... And I don't want to mess with his uh, with with his honor and stuff, so I let him. I let him win. <laughs> yeah, he lets it slide. I let it slide. <laughs> uh, talk about the claw. I mean, obviously, huge family tradition with that maneuver, and and it, it, one of the greatest finishers of all time. And oh, man. and you. you know, and I'm looking at both you guys, and you you got you you got the right hands for it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I, that that with farmer hands, yeah, farm yeah. hand. That's what it is. It, it it's. Uh, you know, my dad. My dad did say, "He's like, if you do the claw enough, you you can you you can you can actually get good at it." And you know, and and guys will start, you know, squeezing your hands on your light up and stuff. And, yeah, and I was like, "Okay, sweet." When I get to that point, <laughs> <laughs> well, I um, going back and watching your dad. Like, some people would say, you know, he kind of was like the foundation of that strong style because yeah, he when he would really, wrestle it would it would really be that strong style that people talk about that, today that, that, that's what he said he said um when, when he first got into wrestling he played football as well at the university of north texas and uh he he had a um he invited all of his teammates and he's like man i don't want them to laugh at what i do for a living i want them to you know i want them to you know think this is a serious thing and he said all of his teammates were sitting in the front row and that was his yeah one of his first matches where he just laid everything in gave he wanted he wanted it to be as believable as possible and and he said that like he said that's when he kind of found him found his style of wrestling you know that texas smash mouth Brawl. Yeah, and he would tell the other guy just just lay it in. You know, he doesn't want to be embarrassed yeah. out there. You know, and especially owning the company as as our family did. You know, you want to put the best product out there. Yeah, and he said, if I can't feel it, I won't sell it, man. He make contact, hit me. <laughs> and it was important, bully, for that time period because if you remember back in the eighties, like most TV shows, it was you know studio wrestling, and they had maybe the one or two camera angles, and that was it. World class championship wrestling was really innovative. What they had like actual cameramen that would go around the ring, and you really yeah. got the sights and sounds of what was going on. You got as World Class got as close as possible to the wrestlers in the ring than any other show at that time. So I can understand, especially really, you know, bringing it because yeah. you you had to do that because how close those camera angles exactly. would be. Exactly. The, the talent started listening to the, to the cameraman and they, they just, everyone kind of worked together and the cameraman had some suggestions, my dad was saying, and um, he said, just everyone, you know, try to, try to, try to do their part to make it, 
the product it was it was really organic you know it, it, and putting microphones under the ring and and, and all coming yep. out to music yeah and my dad warns us about that a lot he's uh, he'll just say to uh just lay it in you know always lay it in tell the other guy to lay it in back especially when you're close to the crowd you know like to the by the fences or something you know just you know get, you know you're both you're both athletes you're both big strong guys you know you're not going to hurt each other you know just be safe but lay them in you know yeah Guys, I remember as a kid watching pro wrestling, I was mesmerized by tag team wrestling. And I always thought tag team wrestling was so much more exciting than singles wrestling. And I knew, I mean, from the very first time I've ever seen it, I was like, I want to be a part of a tag team. (laughs) Do you guys want to stay a team forever or do either one of you have singles aspirations? I I feel me personally, Marshall. I feel the the same way you did. We we watched you uh, actually you a lot growing up, and just this this how, how just how impactful it was, and how you could we, we I think tag tagging for us was something. Yeah, that for us, grew. you know, we grew up around the, the Attitude Era back when you and Devon were doing your thing, and you know, grew up on my dad watching his uh, my dad and his brothers. You know, so it that's kind of the same way. We've always felt like tag team was our calling. And, and one thing that um, I mean, some people might disagree, but uh, because we also love the Hardy Boys growing up, their brothers, and and when when they split up, that that's honestly when we stop we stop watching. We're yeah. it, we're just like man, that, that that bothered us so bad. And we we told each other when when we've got into wrestling, hey, let's let's never split up, you know, because every yeah, you, you know, they, we kind of bought into like oh, they're brothers, they got each other's back, you know, yeah, like and, we thought oh, that's cool, you know, they, they're like you know they're for each other, you know, and then they turn and it's just like. Eh, you know, you know and at the end of the day, you're always brothers, and, and it's, you know, with, with each other, I, th- I think in reality, because we've been in situations where, yeah, people would try to turn us on each other or, or, or whatever, but, you know, it's my brother, and we know each other, and even if we disagree on something, he's still my brother at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're going to, this is how, that's how life goes, you know. And uh, allow me to agree with you, you guys should stay together forever. Thank Don't you. ever let anybody break you up. Thank you so yes, much sir. for saying Good advice. That. That's awesome advice. Thank you. Um, MLW. Let's get back to MLW. We want to talk about what's going to be taking place tomorrow night in the locker? What's the locker room vibe at MLW? Do, do you find that are there any leaders in that locker room? Are there are there anybody that you kind of lean on a little bit when it comes to MLW? Well, yeah. Well, we we get to have you know Jim uh, Jim Cornette, you know, to pick his brain. That that's that's awesome. Loki's he's he's like a locker room leader and stuff. And but just the locker room is uh, I would say it's it's healthy. I, I mean, there's not really any clicks or anything. Everyone's just friendly to each other. Everyone, everyone. Yeah, you, you kind of get the vibe that everyone's pulling for each other, rather than it's kind of yeah. cutthroat, you know. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's actually a good environment. I mean, I've, I haven't been in a lot of dressing rooms like that. Yeah, it didn't feel like so much. Uh, people are trying to build their name. It looks like kind of they're trying to build the brand a little bit. Everyone, everyone wants you know MLW to succeed. To su- succeed, and that's exactly what you know how we feel. Can I make one suggestion? though? I mean, I'm not one to to talk about anybody else, but. I, stay away from MJF. I don't know if you, <laughs> if you, if you have you've crossed paths with MJF at MLW or anything, but don't listen to anything that that guy has to say, please. <laughs> oh man, he he's yeah. I don't know. He's his he's gimmick a, is what it is. He's, he's a nice guy, you know. Eh, he's really not. Okay, <laughs> he's really not. I won't argue with you. On he's that. got a good heart. Maybe. I, he, no, he doesn't. If MJF is listening right now, he just blocked you both on social media. Yeah, okay. like, listen, just take my advice. I've had a couple of run-ins with that guy. There's nothing nice about MJF. Okay, maybe we haven't we haven't had enough run-ins with him. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
All right, talk about what we're going to be able to expect tomorrow night with MLW and uh, Melrose and uh, Melrose and, and Queens. You know, it's you're just you're you're going to get you're going to get uh, everything everything that we have. My, my brother and I, we feel like right now we we do have something to prove, and and, and you know having. MLW believing in us and willing to work with us being in Hawaii, we want to prove we, we want to prove MLW right and the fans, the people that do believe in us. And so, yeah, we're, it's going to be, yeah, smash mouth wrestling, you know, and, it, and we will give everything we have. We're so excited to be here, and, yeah, we want to blow the roof off, and that's, that's the goal for the, the objective for tomorrow. Guys, when you sit back and you look at the entire landscape of tag team wrestling all over the world, other than the teams that you're going to be working with in MLW, is there one particular team out there that you guys look at each other and goes, those are the guys we want to be in there with. Those are the guys that we know we can tear the house down with and make money with. Well, yeah, on, honestly, it, uh, you and Devon was like a was like a dream match for us uh, growing up. And I was like, if that ever happened, that would be that that would be awesome because we could we could uh, you know just le- learn a lot from you guys and the experience would be awesome. But right now in um in, in tag wrestling, it's it's any anybody honestly. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good tag teams, but. It really, it's hard to pick just yeah, one. Honestly, it, it, I mean, that sounds like a really lame answer. Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it, it's, it's hard. I, I'm really struggling to think of a single tag team. A single tag team to 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 work with, because um, honestly, there, there's there's these guys uh called the the dirty blondes that that, that uh they're 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 young they're younger guys, but they're kind of that old school style. And we worked mm-hmm. with them uh we worked worked with them at um, World Class Revolution, in uh in tech in, in a Dallas match, and it was uh it was you know it was classic old school style, and and they they got it. They both kind of look like Terry Gordy. And so it was um, it was fun for us because we were fighting, you know, guys that really could look like they could kill us. And, 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 and that's what that's what we like. You know, like. Any guys that kind of agree with with the philosophy that we're going with, you know, the, the old school smash mouth style, like that's always we know it's always going to be a fun, good match. When we yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. Because we, we're 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 listening to the people, you know, and that's. It's, it, it's it's fun. Last question for me. Are you worried a little bit about tomorrow being in front of that New York crowd for the first time? Because, you know, it's you've kind of, since you've been wrestling, I know you've been in Japan, and that's a bit of a different crowd, and you've kind of wrestled in familiar territory. Are you nervous at all wrestling in front of that New York crowd tomorrow night? Uh, you know, we're said it, said it, I mean, said it a couple times, but... It's uh we kind of felt that way in Milwaukee and also in Chicago and, and in Philly. You know the 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 it, last few it was like the last few months where we actually really ventured out a lot from from Texas mostly mm-hmm. on the mainland and and uh, the responses we got have been surprisingly you know well received. You know and so it's, we, it's, we just feel like when we put our best product out there, I think people will respect that. It, it, and it's weird. It seems like it seems like everybody's kind of pulling for us right now and um. And that right there is, is kind of ignited something under for I mean, for both of us. And then like, you know, people believe in us and so we want to prove them right. That's that's kind of the motto right now. All right, awesome. Ross and Marshall Von Eric. Again, you can see them tomorrow night. Never say never. Fusion TV taping at the Melrose Ballroom in Queens, New York, starting at 7 p.m. Like I said, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to give away a pair of tickets for what you can see tomorrow night in New York City. Guys, thank you so much for the time. We really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having us. As always, us. thank you. Thanks, guys. Good luck with everything, man. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.